Hello friends, welcome to the July 11th episode of my podcast, Medicine in Action. Uh, based on the feedback I received from some of my listeners, I'll be covering the effects of COVID on children. We'll talk separately about young infants and children separately. And then I'll also uh, talk a little bit about my feelings about school reopening this fall. So the main issue that we've seen is that the current uh, COVID epidemic that's affecting our country so badly, thankfully has not affected children to the same degree. But children of all ages can and do become ill with the virus. But they typically don't become as sick as adults do, and they generally don't require as much critical care as adults do. And we'll talk a little bit about why that may be, although we're not entirely clear. Uh, Children do tend to have generally a self-limited illness. So among studies that have been done, only about 2% of all cases appear to be happening in children, but in uh, kids who have comorbidities or other medical conditions like diabetes, heart disease, congenital illnesses, they seem to be affected more and they have a higher risk of mortality. Uh, So it's not entirely a benign disease. The one issue we have seen is that kids who get sick and they require ICU support, 40% of them need a ventilator care. And among those, there's a higher mortality. Almost 4 to 5% of those ch- children end up dying. Uh, there are many reasons why kids react differently to covid Uh, We're not entirely sure, but some of the reasons are that the virus enters the body through a certain receptor called the ACE receptor, and children tend to have less percentage of those receptors in the lining of the lungs, which may be a reason why they don't get it uh, as much and as severely. Also, children tend to have a better T-cell immunity. They have a higher percentage of certain white cells that can take care of the virus relatively quickly, without it becoming a systemic illness. Uh, There's obviously um, still the whole spectrum of uh, kids who may become very, very sick with a very rare but potentially deadly illness called multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children or MISC. It's basically anybody younger than 21 who presents with high fevers evidence of inflammation, and a clinically severe illness that requires hospitalization with two or more organ failure and a positive COVID test. They could even have a negative COVID test, but there's a very strong suspicion. Now, those kids will require very aggressive care. They require uh, all kinds of support to maintain their blood pressure. Some of them require going on ventilator, but they tend to respond the best to steroids and intravenous immune globulin, which seems to dampen the immune response. In more severe cases, we may have to use antagonist for interleukin-1 or interleukin-6. And also, just like the adults, they tend to make clots, so blood thinners are required. Uh, The presenting sign for a young child, if they were to be sick, and uh, points at which parents should be concerned are if they're obviously running high fevers, but along with that, they have nausea, vomiting, pain, 
But more importantly, if they get red eyes, uh, something typically called strawberry lesions, redness around the lips and tongue, those could be signs of this MISC syndrome. And those are kids that would require emergency care. Of course, anything obvious like difficulty breathing to the point uh, can't sustain their breath, chest pressure or confusion needs to be addressed immediately. There are reports of kids who have developed heart attacks and heart muscle damage from this condition. So that's something that has to be kept in mind. Uh, standard precautions apply. It's maybe more difficult with children, but they still have to keep their hands clean, social distancing, avoiding um, close contact with groups, and of course, wearing cloth face masks. Uh, masks um, have shown consistently good results if everybody's to mask. The CDC recommends wearing a cloth mask in public places, uh, even for young children. If the child is two years of age or older, have him or her wear a cloth mask when you're out in the community. Uh, younger than two years, it is difficult. And kids who have breathing problems, it may be difficult. So uh, the, the good and bad news is that although children are getting the infection less and they seem to bounce back with more self-limited infections, but there is a percentage of kids either who have predisposition uh, with other conditions or sometimes an, a very uh, sharp immune response that can produce the syndrome, which we have to be very, very careful with. So it is not entirely a benign condition, and uh, we need to be very mindful of that. And unfortunately, we have all seen news reports of uh, kids dying from this illness, although thankfully it's been few and far between. Now I come to my second and major part of the discussion where I want to segue into school reopenings this fall. It's a very, very difficult, touchy topic. It is not uh, entirely clear what the best answer is. But I want to give share my thoughts and opinions, uh, and of course, being a parent, and I have a son who's a high school student, I have uh, strong feelings on it. So our current COVID pandemic is perhaps four or five of the worst things that have affected our country, and this one is really the whole world, really. For the U.S., though, after the Civil War, the Great Depression, World War II and Vietnam is perhaps one of the biggest challenges we faced. We cannot and should not underestimate the impact this has had on our country. And the reason I say that is because, yes, we're all having to make quite a bit of sacrifices. Our social lives have disappeared. People are having to stay socially isolated, uh, not able to enjoy the regular day-to-day -day simple pleasures, going out to a restaurant, meeting with friends, but we're truly in a situation which is life and death. Uh, the numbers are staggering, over 135,000 Americans dead and millions infected, and the numbers are increasing at rapid pace, especially the Sun Belt has taken a huge hit this past few weeks. So truly we are in a situation which is life or death, but we can see some light at the end of the tunnel. The good news that keeps coming out is that our vaccines are making good progress, and it is very likely that we'll have an effective vaccine in four to five months. So really we need to make our decision based off on that information. So while it is true that online learning, which will be the substitute if kids cannot go back to in-class learning, 
is not a perfect solution, it is still a fairly effective modality of transmitting information. This uh, moment can be used as an opportunity to teach kids other life skills like adaptability, like understanding the very uncertain nature of life. What may be lost in four to five months of online learning can be made up with some very valuable life lessons. So I'm on the side that if we open our schools, we are definitely going to see an increase in number of cases, no question about it. And the reason I say that is while kids themselves may be less prone to get the infection, they are going to take the infection home. And there is going to be parents at home, grandparents at home, extended family members. And as we've learned now, more than half the patients can be asymptomatic shedders. So it can be a very negative ripple effect. And my feeling is if you open the schools, we're unfortunately going to have to shut them down again within a month or two. Couple that with the flu season that is coming in a few months, and it could be a very deadly mix. So my uh, take on the situation is that we are already at the breaking point in terms of our hospitals, our doctors, our healthcare staff, nurses, respiratory therapists. We are overwhelming the system as it is, and even a little bit increase in the number of cases our system cannot afford. Then the flip side of it, where the kids do maybe suffer some learning, can be made up. It definitely can be made up for. Uh, the other issue that has been brought up is the kids' mental health or social time. If we are all acutely aware of that, schools can assign one-on-one -on -one sessions with psychologists or teachers to, to speak to the students, and students who are particularly vulner vulnerable or have difficult home situations can be attended to individually. But I think to put the whole country at risk, there's no question that if you open our schools, more Americans are going to die. Unfortunately, there will be uh, more seniors and elderly, but as we've all learned, it is a very capricious killer, so it doesn't always have to be that. We could be lost young, healthy people with sometimes crazy immune responses. So it is in the best interest of all to not overwhelm our healthcare system, to stay with the online learning for now, and let the kids uh, take this as a life lesson. But I'm quite optimistic that we will have a vaccine by the end of the year, and hopefully kids can return to school for the second half next year. Be well, be safe, and till next week, goodbye. Thank you.